Well, we made it. Finally, the end of 2020. And today, I'm going to do a recap of our first year of Actually Podcast and everything that made us and changed us in 2020. Let's get started. Hey everyone and welcome to Actually Podcast, the podcast where I'm your host Jasmine and I talk about pretty much what's going on in the world and things that are interesting to me. Uh, We're here at the end of 2020. We made it in one or maybe a few pieces, but we made it. So today I, I really wanted to kind of go over some of the things that have really stood out and and changed me and I think changed our world forever. This has been, needless to say, a monumental year. And I don't think anyone was untouched by basically the changes that happened over the year. So, of course, you know, we're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about the movement, Black Lives Matter, and how it's been impactful in not only changing our landscape of culture and bringing this fight to the mainstream, but also how it affected our election, which was another thing that I'm going to go over today. Going to talk a little bit about the end of the 45 and um, the people that we lost this year. So, without further ado, let's begin. COVID. So, you know, going through school and reading through the history books, they always talk about the hundred year plagues, how basically there's some significant health catastrophe that changes the world every 100 years and 2020 was that year. The coronavirus um, which stemmed from Wuhan, China was something that very few of us knew about a year ago but now all of us have been affected by. It was January 16th of this year, almost one year ago, that I had a very different occupation. I worked in the travel industry. I worked very closely with people that traveled around the world for our business. And the very first episode of this podcast was entitled, Why is Everyone Sick? Little did I know that it was going to be something that was going to grow far more and far reach far, far and wide further than my small office in uh, Calabasas. So here we are. It is the last day of 2020 and over 335,000 people have lost their life to this virus. We now have two vaccines that have now been given the green light from the FDA and more that will be coming 
so that we can start the process of vaccination. And this year, scientists, frontline workers, essential workers, these people really, we can never really show them the gratitude and the appreciation that they truly deserve, in my opinion. These people have single-handedly kept our society going in one of the darkest times in history. It really is harrowing to think that, you know, it was fall, it was late summer fall, and at that time, we had only lost about 150, 160,000 people. And as Dr. Fauci said, as we approach the winter months, we will see double that. And we have, we've seen double and more. TSA is reporting that over Thanksgiving holiday, we had over a million travelers go through air flights and... Unfortunately, here in Los Angeles, we definitely saw the spike of cases right away after Thanksgiving. And still, we had 1.5 million people flying over the Christmas holiday. Uh, For me, it's to the point where, you know, I was the person within my household who was going out to get the groceries and, you know, still trying to get fresh air and a walk in and things like that. And it's to the point now where I don't want to leave my house. I thankfully, you know, have a new job now and I'm working with this fabulous company where now I can work from home and I can work from home indefinitely. And I'm so grateful for that because so many don't have that privilege. So that's just a few thoughts. I just think it's, it's, it's interesting because for me, I, um, I always wanted to have a podcast and I never really knew what I was going to do. I mean, I knew I liked to talk, (laughs) but I really didn't know what I was going to talk about. And I had so many things that I just kind of, thought about and just wanted to share and didn't really know how to share it and it's just amazing to me now looking back almost a full year later that the first thing that was boggling my mind that I asked questions to into the void through my microphone on my iPhone was why is everyone sick and now we have an answer but at least now we also have solutions Next topic is simply the movement. When George Floyd was murdered and it was it was taped those those 9 minutes of horror as we watched those police officers kill a man in cold blood. It not only reminded me of all the videos I had seen of 
unarmed black people lose their lives at the hand of of police over the years and not only the disappointment that things weren't getting better but I think it also tapped into a specific type of rage that I had been living with since I was a child I think in America, and this is really me speaking for myself, but as a black woman, there has always been a level of discomfort, of anger, in the way that I'm treated, in the way that I am seen, in some facets of this society that are remnants from things that happened over 500 years ago. And the fact that our our society, excuse me, can be so technologically advanced but yet so emotionally stunted was what was causing so much rage for me. Also, being at home and being in this space of despair and loss due to COVID, I think it really gave me time to really assess that anger. And the Black Lives Movement really gave me a place to really start to focus and channel it. I've always been someone who always volunteered and signed the petitions and went to the marches, but something about 2020 was different. I felt in so many ways, not just through social justice, 2020 really cracked us all open. It really cracked open the facade of whatever story or narrative we had wanted to tell the world about ourselves, about our country, about who we are as a makeup. And it really was a put up or shut up time. And people really showed up. During those Black Lives Movement marches, I don't think I've ever been more proud to be a human being as I was then. Seeing all these different ages, all of these different races, seeing families march for justice and for peace. It really, during a very dark time, lifted my spirit for the hope and the future of humanity. Of course, this isn't to say we don't have much further to go because you see, you know, you have these cases where these unarmed black individuals are still being murdered by police. But the power is that we will no longer be silent. We now have places to channel that anger and that rage. And we will not be satisfied until we are heard, until there is action. 
Um, yesterday, I actually heard in the news that two of the officers that were involved in the Breonna Taylor um, murder, in my opinion, um, and as the facts state, have now been terminated. And I think it is a small, small progress in a long path of what needs to happen in this country in our police force that our tax dollars go towards and of course it won't bring her back nor will it bring back George Floyd it won't bring back so many countless people and it won't heal the broken hearts of their families but now they're being heard and for me that is the progress that I can hold on to I really loved how people were able to wake up and really unite and and I think what's unfortunate is so many people don't understand that when people say black lives matter it's not to say that other lives don't matter but what it does say is that all lives cannot matter until black lives matter the 2020 election so 2020 election was our time as the people to be able to write something that was done that people didn't agree with. Starting off about a year ago, it was Joe Biden who had gotten into an already pretty crowded presidential race. We had Bernie Sanders coming back again from 2016. This time we had Kamala Harris, our senator from California, Pete Buttigieg, you know, Mayor Pete from Ferguson, Cory Booker, Senator from New Jersey. We even had Marianne Williamson, who is one of the brightest, most intelligent writers that I've ever had the pleasure of reading and spiritual authors. Um, Elizabeth Warren, who someone who has fought for people and for protections for consumers for decades and we had a pretty crowded race about a year ago and this was the final stretch to 2020 we had a president who we found out you know knew about the coronavirus and choose to hope it away we had um, a president who was being brought up on charges of impeachment and somehow that went away and we had a chance to finally have our say in our government and who we wanted to represent us because we had seen how far things had changed from four years ago I um which I think I mentioned this before, I used to work in politics for for a few years. That was really where I learned so much about um, 
policy and what was going on behind the scenes and somehow, you know, kind of the, uh, the give and take, so to speak, for um, what happens in, in government. But never ever had I seen things like I had seen from this administration. And it was not only shocking, it was terrifying. It was crushing. It filled me with fear and it made me afraid that it would change any semblance of hope we had as Americans. But I really do think that with the movements going on, I really think with people seeing their loved ones die, I really think people realizing that their voice and their vote mattered And so many of the young people who grew up in a world of 9-11 and kind of saw the adults and how they were handling things and wanted to try something new. We all were able to come together and make a difference and elect a new president and our first female vice president. Uh, it It was really an emotional time leading up to that election. Um, I really do feel like we're not out of the woods, but I really, really feel like we did vote for the soul of our nation, for the well-being of all of us, was really brought to the spotlight this year. And I think it was very, very important and extremely pivotal in getting people out to vote. Many people out to vote for the very first time in their lives, which was really shocking. I mean, I would have never guessed that Snoop Dogg had never voted in his life before the 2020 election, but it was true. And that was a wonderful thing because if Snoop Snoop can do it, you know, so many others can. And I just really... I just really felt that enormous sense of pride. It was like we all came back with a resounding no and said, this is not who we are. We're better than this. And we voted to make that so. Really proud moment for me to be able to see not only our California senator, but to see a black woman stand up on that stage as the VP and suffrage white. Truly momentous occasion. It was like history. It was like even more heart filled and heart swelling for me than even watching Obama in Chicago, which if you would have asked me any other time, I would have never said anything top that moment than watching him come out on that stage in 2008. But watching Kamala in 2020 and Suffrage White come out to Mary J. Blige is a whole mood. <laughs> and a whole mood I am taking with me into 2021. So we all won. I mean, it was the safest election ever and American democracy won. The year in entertainment. 
So in this new working from home life has really been great for me because not only have I been able to catch up on all my housewives drama, also sidebar, I have started watching Below Deck. I am obsessed as I should be because it's fantastic. That'll be the next episode. But it really was a great year for entertainment. You know, it is sad that we aren't able to go and have that whole cinema experience, but it really is thrilling to be able to sit at home and share, you know, these movies and be able to really be together and stay safe at home. So this year, and I know I talked about all my Christmas stuff, so I'll skip that, but Even in this last, you know, few weeks, I was able to watch some long-awaited movies that I had been really eager to go to the theater and watch, you know, a year ago. Um, Watching Wonder Woman 1984, which was fantastic. Um, Love Gal Gadot, of course. And, you know, seeing Kristen Wiig do something new was really incredible. Also, Pedro Pascal, who basically 2020 was his year. He was in Wonder Woman 1984 and 2020, we saw the end of The Mandalorian, which was a phenomenal thing. Of course, Jon Favreau is an absolute genius and so amazing that so many of us could have our heartstrings pulled by this baby Yoda aka the child um another fantastic movie that I was able to watch that I had been waiting to see for about a year and a half was Tenet finally had a chance to see John David Washington as the first black lead in a Christopher Nolan movie which was thank you God I've been waiting now if he could just you know hire me to be the first black female, you know, that would be a plus, but that's okay. That's okay. We still have time. There are many more years to come. So Tenant was just as confusing as you thought it would be from the trailer. And just as confusing as we can always expect from a Christopher Nolan movie and um, love. I love the mental gymnastics. I, I love having to take notes when I watch films. If it's really good, I will take mental notes, and I definitely did this time. Again, Robert Pattinson, wonderful. He's really growing on me. I was not a Twilight stan, but I think I'm enjoying him even more now. That is another movie that I can't wait to see, which is him, uh, Robert Pattinson, play this new Batman. I was really on the fence about it. I could still be swayed. But um, I'm really intrigued. I'm really loving the work he's doing right now. I think he's really feeling himself. He's feeling really free of that Edward kind of stigma. And I'm just really happy for him. He's doing some great work. Um, Let's see. I mean, there are are so many really good things that, you know, were on. Um, Of course, My Happy Place, Trixie and Katya always. And being able to you know, watch them 
on their uh show, which is fabulous. And then also watching them with their Netflix um, like to watch, which is great. Now they have a podcast. So if you're like me and you can't get enough of Trixie and Katya, there's more than enough to go around. Um, so many great things. Um, and then, you know, you have Taylor Swift who, uh, sidebar, I am not a really big Taylor Swift fan. However, I completely applaud her for writing two epic masterpiece albums within quarantine. I mean, yeah, you don't have much to do. You're not really going on tour. That doesn't mean that necessarily you have the creative bug to really lay down an album. But she did that and she did it twice. And I'm really, really happy for her. Um, I think from what I've heard of her album, again, I'm not a huge fan, so I'm not that familiar. But from what I've heard and the people she's worked with, she seems like she's in a really good place, a new place, uh, far away from Cat's movie place, Um, which if you look at it a year from now, Cat's was out, guys. So, I mean, you know, we've survived a lot. 2020, late, you know, 2019, it was rough. We survived. We survived digitally altered cat bodies that are slightly human and very uncomfortable. So yeah, entertainment has been really interesting. Um, I've now fell in love with YouTube all over again. YouTube is one of my favorite streaming platforms to watch now because I love watching people, um, do plant tutorials. Uh, Plantarina is now is also one of my favorites. Crazy Plant Guy is also fantastic. There are so many really good plant people. Um, another thing I've loved doing during uh, quarantine and even now is watching home tours, which is just incredible. You can watch these home tours like you can watch tiny home tours. You can watch these $150 million estate home tours in Bel Air. And just, you know, be able to take a peek inside of people's homes. That is one of my favorite things in the world. I'm That actually sounds creepy, but it's so true. I love seeing inside other people's homes. It's one of my favorite things in my whole life. Um... Also, I really, um, I mean, of course, I'm still obsessed with Instagram, but I finally bit the bullet and joined TikTok. And for a long time, I was just watching TikTok. And, you know, for all the people who rest in peace, Vine, because there'll never be anything like Vine. But TikTok is pretty close. I mean, there are some people on TikTok that I watch religiously and they are more entertaining to me than a lot of shows that I used to watch. Um, Tinks. Tinks, T-I-N-X, Christina Nahar on uh, TikTok. Fantastic. Um, I've made so many purchases based on her recommendations and they've all checked out. Um... There are a lot of people, um, Quentin Giles, um, I 
gotten so much knowledge from him, not only on the election, but BLM. Um, so many wonderful people finding through uh, TikTok and best cat content is on TikTok. Coconut, Max Coconut and Shrimp, another one of my near and dear favorites. Um, yeah, so TikTok really was very intimidating for me because of course everyone feels like they're too old for the next big thing but really just to have a TikTok and just to watch the content and be able to kind of um oh and I almost forgot my favorite astrologer there Marin Alderman Altman who does a lot of her reading she's actually working on her PhD and um her astrology fantastic. She not only reads the cycles of what's going on with the country, but as far as where we're headed, um, what was going on with the candidates during the election and um, financial markets. And um, yeah, she is really, really another gem. So yeah, I mean, entertainment for 2020 has actually been really great. And now they're saying, you know, with 2021, it's kind of activating this kind of new renaissance. And I'm really excited to see the artwork that's going to be coming forward in 2021. Because when you think about it, not everybody's Taylor Swift. Not everybody is cranking out the jams, the albums, while they're cooped up next to a huge lake on a huge farm. That looks like a postcard. We're not all that lucky. So, um, yeah, here's the 2021 and the entertainment to come. So I just wanted to take a moment and talk about the people we've lost this year. Um, you know, on top of, you know, all of the people we lost due to COVID and other, you know, ailments and, and things that have, that have happened to our loved ones, we've also lost these, these otherwise shining lights of hope and these beacons of, of light for us as well. Um, just a few weeks ago, Sean Connery passed. Um, you have like Chadwick Boseman. You have Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, but even more importantly than that, you know, I, I know some people who have actually lost family members this year. And... You know, it's to lose someone is always difficult. You're never ready, you know. Uh, even even sometimes if their soul is ready, you know, we who are left behind, we're never ready. You know, we sometimes have the hard work of carrying the grief and working through it, you know, but but their soul moves on moves on to peace moves on to to freedom and to think that we have 
nearly 350,000 lives on top of that who were here with us last time, this time last year. And whether they had no idea of what was to come and it came, whether they chose not to believe and it came for them anyway, whether they had to show up to clock in with fear in their hearts because they felt like they didn't have a choice. To all of them, I, for one, say a prayer and I send blessings to them, to their spirit and all of their families. I think 2020 really is making all of us realize that. And I know it's always said that, you know, no one is promised tomorrow. And not only has it always been true, it is so real. Looking at families and looking at people who are gone, who are my age or younger, who could be my children, gone, is really harrowing. And I will never take for granted whatever life throws. Because how lucky are we all to still be here? to still take our step into 2021. So to all of them, I say a prayer and I wish them all well and I wish all of their families well and I wish them peace and healing for the new year. And here we are at the end of another episode and the end of our first year. I want to thank everyone for listening to my little podcast. This is something, like I said, I started almost a year ago that I've wanted to do for so long, but I was always afraid to do until I just stopped being afraid and just got up and did it. So whatever is on your heart, whatever is on your mind, whatever is in your head and whatever your dream is just go do it. No one cares or is going to tear you down as much as the little nagging voice in your head does. So you might as well just go have fun, step out, make a leap of faith and just do it, right? Because what's the worst that can happen? Somebody could say no. Okay. Well, someone says no, but somebody else might love it. And either way, you'll be able to fulfill a dream and make it come true. I wish you all a safe and happy new year, and I will talk to you in 2021. Bye.